You are listening to Primary Care Perspectives, a podcast where pediatric experts from the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia discuss the primary care issues that are on their mind and the hot topics that all pediatricians see affecting their daily practice. This podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and is not to be considered as medical advice for any particular patient. Clinicians must rely on their own informed clinical judgment in making recommendations to their patients. Lockwood, a primary care pediatrician at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and I'm talking today about preemie nutrition. Joining me today is Mimi Girton, a level four primary care specialist in nutrition. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Great. As the mother of a former preemie, I'm very interested in this topic, and I wanted to start off with asking you, how are a preemie's nutritional needs different from a term baby? Premature infants have higher calorie and protein needs, which are met by preterm formulas since they are 22 calories standard dilution and contain higher protein concentrations. They also have increased mineral needs, which is why preterm formulas have higher calcium and phosphorus contents as well. So I know that there are a lot of different formulas out there, and I remember in training that my head was always swimming with all of the different names and options. So what are some of the uh, formula options that are out there for preemies specifically? When children are in the NICU, they have special care formulas, mm-hmm. ones that are specifically designed for the NICU. Mm-hmm. Once they are discharged, they are discharged onto two different formulas, Enficare and Neosure. Mm-hmm. The standard dilutions on those are 22 calories per ounce. Mm-hmm. Um, they are designed to meet the needs of those premature infants now being discharged from the hospital and again, have higher calcium phosphorus needs to meet the bone health needs of a premature infant. Mm -hmm. Is there a big difference between the brands? I always tell people it's like Coke and Pepsi. It kind of exactly is like Coke and Pepsi. (laughs) Okay, great, that's good to know. So while someone is on one of these specialized formulas like Neosure, Elecare, do you need to monitor any particular labs? Are we worried about having too much of the things that you mentioned that are added to it? So if a preterm infant is on a formula that is not Enficare or Neosure, it would be reasonable to monitor the bone health labs, Mm -hmm. such as MAG, Phosphorus, Alkphos, and PTH. If those same infants have an increased um, bone health risk, such as kids that are on diuretics or steroids, mm-hmm. um, those values should be checked more often. Okay. Note that Neocate, which is made by Nutricia, has had some issues with hypophosphatemia. Mm-hmm. Neocate at this point in time feels that they have corrected that issue in their formulas. Okay. But prior to that, we recommended that they check um, a phosphorus and an alkphos in those children that were exclusively fed those Neocate products. Um, If a preterm infant is on a preterm formula or a mother's breast milk with a preterm formula, um, then it's reasonable that those mineral levels should be within normal limits. Mm -hmm. You can always calculate out the amount of vitamin D that a child is receiving Mm -hmm. um, and supplement that if needed. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So one of the things that I always find the trickiest in my clinical practice is that I have the baby maybe coming out of the NICU or, or not, but they're started already on something like Neosure or we're fortifying breast milk. And I want to know, when do I know how to stop? Um, am I waiting for them to be normal on the growth chart without even correcting for their prematurity or with correcting, or do I just keep them on it forever? So, 
So that's that's a really good question, and I think a lot of people struggle with that answer. You can consider stopping the fortification when the infant is gaining at the 25th to 50th percentile expected weight for gain for corrected age. Okay. Um, or if they are exceeding their growth expectations, mm -hmm. or if they're around 9 to 12 months corrected. Okay. A lot of it depends on your clinical judgment. Um, but just remember if those children are at any kind of bone health risk to make sure that you continue to monitor those bone health labs. Okay. Besides, I guess, the bone health part of it, is there any downside to continuing something like Neosure until a child reaches one and then switches to whole milk? Or is my goal really to try to get them off of the fortification? You know, and that's, that's another interesting question. Most of the time you see people keep the children on it through that first year corrected. Right. Um, I think if the child is slow on the growth curve, it's reasonable to keep them on that first year mm -hmm. and then transition over um, to whole milk at that point in time. Right. But you can switch them earlier if access or cost is an issue mm -hmm. and you feel that they're growing appropriately, then you can switch them to a term formula mm -hmm. and then proceed as you normally would. Great. Yeah, sometimes it feels scary to pull calories away. It does. <laughs> One of the other questions that comes up that seems like a little bit of a hot topic is who needs a multiple vitamin and for how long? And I know some people supplement the vitamin D just for their breastfed patients. Some use it for breastfed and formula fed patients in the first few months and some don't do it at all. So do you have any advice for us? I think the preterm infant is a, is a different um, scenario. Mm -hmm. I think supplementing with a standard multivitamin with or without iron is generally, generally recommended mm -hmm. after discharge from the NICU. It often depends on the type of feeding that the baby is on. If the baby is on breast milk with or without fortification, then one ml of a multivitamin with or without iron. You can mm -hmm. supplement the iron separately if, if you'd like. Mm -hmm. um, and they should be continued to 12 months corrected. Okay. Um, if an infant is on an iron-fortified formula, then you can supplement with 0.5 mLs of a multivitamin without iron. Okay. You can always stop when the child gets to about 32 ounces mm -hmm. or 1,000 mLs because then they're receiving adequate amounts of all the vitamin and minerals and iron that they require. Okay, great. So some kids might hit that before they're Before they're, correct, sure. correct. Great. Is there anything unique about how we introduce solids to preemies versus term babies? How do we know that they're ready or when do we know um, that they should be hitting that goal? And it's typical standard to your typical toddler uh -huh. and, and infant. Um, look at that progression based on the corrected age. So mm -hmm. it would be four to six months corrected age. Mm -hmm. So look at their developmental level, look at their feeding skills, mm -hmm. their nutritional status and any kind of medical complications and adjust from there. Mm -hmm. Make sure that the child can hold their head up. Make sure they can sit unsupported. Um, mm -hmm. If calories are a huge issue, um, then you may want to delay that slightly and push it more towards the six month. But if you mm -hmm. notice readiness before that, then then respond to that readiness. Mm -hmm. When Sometimes I have premies who I feel like are taking a little longer than I would like to meet that developmental readiness. Mm -hmm. What resources do I have? Like, where should I send them? Do I call nutrition or feeding team or both? So there are a ton of resources. Um, if a child is breastfed, you can refer to lactation. Uh -huh. The lactation numbers um, are on the intranet mm -hmm. that you can refer to lactation. Um, you can 
refer to nutrition mm -hmm. for any feeding difficulties or calorie boosting or those kids that are just growing slowly. Mm -hmm. If you think that they're having major feeding issues um, on any kind of that developmental spectrum, mm -hmm. then refer to the feeding team. Okay. Um, also on the intranet in the patient family education manual. Mm -hmm. Under the nutrition tab, there's an awful lot of really good resources on picky um, eaters and toddler feeding issues mm -hmm. and how to feed your supported sitter in it. It outlines them a little bit more detailed mm -hmm. for the supported sitter, the unsupported sitter, the crawler, mm -hmm. um, more than you might find in some of this, the standard information that we have. Great. And we can also, um, for people in the CHOP Care Network, you can do .pfe handouts and pick from a, a drop-down menu there, and those are all there, too. It makes it a little easier sometimes than searching the PFE manual. Good idea. <laughs> in preemie toddlers who are still catching up, do you prefer, you said keeping them on the formula until they hit one corrected, but then beyond that, if we feel like they still need additional calories um, beyond what maybe they would get from whole milk, do you prefer things like toddler formulas or Pediasure or Carnation Instant Breakfast? And I know there's so many other options out there, but what do you like to do for that toddler range? I think it depends on several factors. What percent of the toddler's calories are coming from that supplement? Mm -hmm. Whether they have WIC benefits or not. Right. Um, that to me is the big thing. How much are they actually eating? Are they eating age appropriate food? If a child is receiving with benefits, then Pediasure is usually the good option to go with. Mm -hmm. Carnation Instant Breakfast is not covered by WIC. Right. Um, so that, again, needs to be taken into consideration. Often children will like one flavor over another. If they don't accept Pediasure, then try the Carnation Instant Breakfast. Mm -hmm. Carnation Instant Breakfast or Carnation Breakfast Essentials made with whole milk mm -hmm. is the same amount of calories that you would find in Pediasure. Okay, that's good. Um, Often you will find that Nutrin Junior mm -hmm. or some of the other toddler formulas mm -hmm. might be a little bit more um, acceptable if a child had been on formula mm -hmm. than maybe the sweetness of a Pediasure. Mm -hmm. WIC will cover toddler formulas. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, again, a benefit of doing that. Realize that the mixing, the standard mixing instructions on a toddler formula are 20 calories an ounce, mm -hmm. whereas Pediasure and Carnation with whole milk are 30 calories an ounce. Mm. So it depends. It's not a straight answer. I think right. a lot of it just depends on what's going on. Mm -hmm. The big thing is, is that, that if there's any off-labeling mixing, make sure that the parents are well-educated on that. Mm -hmm. The other thing is to off make sure that the parents are offering it after a meal. Right. Many parents offer it before a meal, and then the kids are filling up on mm -hmm. it, and then they don't want to eat. Right. Then it starts that vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get worried about sometimes kids relying on those drinks for their calories mm -hmm. and filling up and then losing some of their oral skills that we made gains on. And so it's a tricky balance sometimes. It's a very tricky balance. And again, really encouraging them. I always say food first and then fluid. Mm -hmm. Separate those supplements for about 15 minutes after a meal mm -hmm. so that the child doesn't get that association. If I don't eat my meal, I will get my Pediasure instead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One thing that I see commonly in all patients, but often happens with uh, former preemies, is when they are picky eaters or a little bit more challenging to feed, parents are just so desperate to get anything into them that they would give them the junk food. So what kind of tips do you have for us to give to our families who are turning that way, where they're just sort of like, here, eat whatever 
you want because I want you to eat something to get mm -hmm. the calories in. Mm -hmm. um, what are some strategies we can employ? I encourage parents to give them good calories, not junky ones, mm -hmm. um, that it's important for them to develop good skills. But often I find that it's a feeding schedule that's the biggest problem. Mm -hmm. That again, parents are offering drinks before a meal right. so a child fills up mm -hmm. or they're allowing them to graze all day long. Right. Put them on a nice schedule and often parents, it's difficult to get them on a schedule, mm -hmm. but if they do three meals and a snack, if a snack is too close to a meal time, then don't give them a snack. Mm -hmm. um, if they're ones that need to catch up on their weight gain, then a bedtime snack is always a great option because that's the one place that they're not going to wear off their calories right. is at the end of the day mm -hmm. or offer that supplement at the end of the day rather than in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. Good idea. What's a good healthy bedtime snack for toddlers that you would suggest? I love yogurt. Okay. I think yogurt's a great, um, a great bedtime snack. Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. In your experience, do most of these um, former preemies catch up before they hit age one, or are a lot of them still trying to catch up over those first two years? Most of the time it's, and again, I think we try to encourage that they're caught up by the first three years. Okay. Um, and that's really kind of, to me, the goal. Mm -hmm. the, I think the first year is really difficult because there's so many other medical things going on that mm -hmm. the first year is difficult to focus on a lot of that feeding. Mm -hmm. In that second year, you can focus on the feeding, get them into feeding programs, mm -hmm. and really get that good jump on them. Mm -hmm. And the goal is, again, to get them caught up by that third year. Great. That's good to know because I always felt like there was a pressure to hit those goals faster. Faster. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was great to learn more about premium nutrition and know about all the resources that are available to us at CHOP on the internet and both in consultation and sending patients to you. I'm sure you'll be seeing lots of our patients. So thanks for taking care of them. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Primary Care Perspectives. You can download and subscribe to future episodes on iTunes or visit chop.edu slash PCP podcasts for a listing of all episodes. I look forward to our next chat.